the kids present long, strange trip. A journey into the publication history of Marvel's Master of the Mystic Arts. Let's place the eye of Agamotto on the Sorcerer Supreme himself, Dr. Stephen Strange. Broadcasting from his own Sanctum Sanctorum is our host, Angus. Dr. Strange, Master of the Mystic Arts, the Dilemma of the Demon's Disciple. Having successfully defied the power of the Dread Dormammu in Strange Tales number 127, Dr. Strange is given a more powerful amulet and new powers of levitation by the Grateful Ancient One. And then he begins his long metaphysical journey home. Written by Stan Lee, unchallenged master of the dramatic word. Drawn by Steve Ditko, unquestioned innovator of the occult illustration. Lettered by Artie Simic, unabashed purveyor of the captivating caption. And thus begins this exciting Strange Tales number 128, which was published January of 1965. This story, The Demon's Disciple. Doctor Strange is visited by a disciple of a mystic known as the Demon. But the demon causes the man to disappear, tracking the demon then to his lair. Dr. Strange is trapped in the crimson bands of Sadarak until he travels out of his body and reads the demon's spells to learn a way to free himself. Dr. Strange bests the demon in mystic combat and casts a spell that makes the demon renounce the mystic arts, for the purposes of evil. This is a pretty straightforward story. You begin to see the further evolution of Steve Ditko's artwork. The Doctor Strange character is fully realized in this issue. You really started from Strange Tales 110 all the way now up to 128. An interesting arc in the visual evolution of the character. As the character gained in popularity... He became more well-defined. You had an enhancement of his costume and the color scheme, and really now a settling in on the branding, if you will, of the Doctor Strange character. The Cloak of Levitation is in its classic form, the Eye of Agamotto there adorning his neck, and he is ready for action here against this demon character. What's interesting within the panel work here is Dicko sticks to a nine-panel discipline on the page. However, he mixes it up with respect to panel usage, meaning this. Although it is broken down into nine panels, what he will do is join three panels together to make a very dramatic, horizontal image come to life. He is embracing the conveying of the dramatic or the epic through a horizontal one-piece drawing here within the comic. Otherwise, this nine-panel scheme pervades throughout, with a couple exceptions. He has one page here 
where you have Doctor Strange tracking this disciple back to this demon's realm. And when this disciple got called back, his clothes remained. Now, Doctor Strange is able to retrace the steps of the clothes by having access to the clothes and essentially animate them to lead him back to where this demon resides. Now, once we get to see this demon, this mystic, he looks very human. He does not look other creature, otherworldly-like. What he looks like is a sorcerer who happens to be a human, but he's called the Demon. His costume's very interesting. It's in a greenish-blue with a lighter, limish-green outlines with a headdress and neck piece and gloves that also are color-coordinated there. He invokes magic that is quite powerful. These Sidorix Crimson Bands are essentially a wrapping up of the Doctor Strange character in a miniature form and encasing him in what looks to be like a large gem. It's quite the feat that Ditko is able to portray here in these panels. One of Strange getting caught in these bands, which envelop him like a gem. Then our demon character looking in on him. And then in perhaps one of the most dramatic panels from this issue, you have this demon sorcerer mystic holding in one hand these bands that are enveloping Strange and make him look like he's encased in a gem. It is a fantastic panel. Just absolutely beautiful. With a very dramatic purple background there that really makes these reddish pinks pop within this gem. And there is helpless Doctor Strange just trying to figure out how he got into this mess. Then you have his astral form breaking free from his corporal form inside of this gem. And looking into the magic that is actually being used by this mystic demon to entrap him. Once he's able to decipher the type of magic that is being used, he's able to counterspell and again, outthink his opponent. If there is one thing consistent from the very start with the Doctor Strange character, Steve Ditko made sure from a plotting perspective that the attribute of Doctor Strange outthinking his opponents would be his number one strength. And this follows through again in this book. It is absolutely fantastic how Strange seems to be thrown into one challenge after another and then comes up with a very creative way in which to escape out of the trap that has been set for him. Stan Lee's dialogue from panel to panel is pretty whip smart. When taking a look at the invocations that occur within the story, they're numerous. Stan is huge on colorful language to captivate the reader. The invocations for Doctor Strange include by the Twelve Moons of Moonopur and Eternal Vishante. And the demons' invocations range from the shades of the Seraphim to May Seraphim open the floor beneath your feet and the crimson bands of Sederach and let all the hoary hosts of Hogoth assemble and seven rings of 
Regador. I mean, this is just really cool stuff. And of course, the alliteration that is used by Stan Lee just permeates through all of these invocations. And then Stan himself has to embellish in only the way that Stan can, and that is in the name of the all-seeing Agamotto and by the seven rings of Ragador. So what's interesting here is Stan is maintaining a literary brand for Doctor Strange. You will have these invocations both from opponents and also from Doctor Strange being steeped in alliteration, getting exotic words, perhaps even inspired by Middle Eastern language or Asian languages, and making it appear exotic for the times. Dicko matches that visually on the pages here with Dr. Strange in his astral form taking a look at these spells that are being used by this demon in some type of interesting hieroglyphics or cartography. It's really cool stuff. The action pages when Dr. Strange finally blasts out of those crimson bands and out of that gem is just another dramatic panel that is a massive highlight for this issue. It again is a adhering to this nine-panel discipline with regard to space being divided up into thirds, but this is a dramatic, epic, horizontal, single piece occupying the first top combination of three panels at the top of that page. It's absolutely spectacular. The flowing cloak of levitation in there, too. This is just fantastic stuff. The close-ups now of Doctor Strange as he's casting spells are really dramatic. You can see the concentration on his face, the lines in his face as he's squinting and concentrating, the movement and the hand gestures and and the contortions that he has in these hands. It's It's spectacular. It's great stuff. You truly feel that Doctor Strange is in the mystic fight for his life. Absolutely spectacular. And then ultimately, when the Eye of Agamotto is being used, there is this really focused in the zoom in happening with the Eye of Agamotto and then its powers being unleashed on Doctor Strange's opponent. Finally, when we have subdued the demon and Strange has effectively won this servant his freedom, he then demonstrates the fact that he can levitate now with the cloak of levitation in the very last panel. And we are left as readers with, you have witnessed but one of the countless sagas of Doctor Strange. Next issue, we shall present another. And in the name of the all-sing Agamotto and by the seven rings of Ragador, we urge you to be with us again. Tom showed the end. Another fantastic installment here of Strange Tales, number 128, and the Doctor Strange story, The Dilemma of the Demon's Disciple. (laughs) 